Hey everybody, it's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss, The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We're talking about stuff. There's so much stuff we're talking about. Ben and Tendi got traded. Three-way trade. The balls are dead. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Thank you very much for joining us today. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake in California. We got Trevor Plouffe. And behind the dish, we have producer Big Baby David. Welcome to Talking Baseball. Got some stuff to talk about. Baseball once again gave us a headline as we were winding down last night. And I thought, great, now we got something to talk about on tomorrow's episode. So I appreciate their timing there but first and foremost we got to tell you about manscaped again manscaped is here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience offering precision engineered tools for your family jewels jake shave your balls thank you trev told you i use it and it works i love it the lawnmower 3.0 trimmer is the best hygiene tool for the modern man because of their ceramic blade and advanced skin-safe technology, your snags on your snowballs will be reduced. Mm. I didn't. They wrote snowballs. The trimmer is also waterproof, so you can trim in the shower or jacuzzi. I'm a You're shower savage. guy. I'm a sh- wow, jacuzzi. <laughs> a jacuzzi. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't, yeah. Yeah. We don't love do Manscaped, but let's let's not do it in the jacuzzi. <laughs> That's their copy. They wrote that in there in the jacuzzi. If you're a savage, imagine if you have a teenage son trimming his balls in the oh, family jacuzzi. God. Every day. <laughs> Only thing Jake likes doing in a jacuzzi is catching and drowning squirrels. True or false? Myth. Uh, not myth, busted. Not busted. Myth, but it's not busted yeah. yet. But no one's tried. Okay. Uh, you might as well use the best tool to do the job, and that's the Lawnmower 3.0. You can get it today at manscaped.com. You can use code YANKS to get 20% off with free shipping. So use code YANKS, 20% off. Valentine's Day is coming up. Clean yourself up. You know, winter's ending, basically. You're, it's summer. You got to be looking good. You got to be feeling good. So go to manscaped.com. Use code YANKS. Trev, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Jim. We talked about this. Lord of the, or not Lord of the Rings, excuse me. Game of Thrones killed winter. Like forever, winter is just not what it used to be just because of Game of Thrones. But look, I'm doing great. I'm a little bit tired. I told Jake that before the show, but I'm going to dig deep and get the energy from like here. You know what I mean? I'm going to bring the energy even though I'm tired today. I'm a team player. Okay. Okay. How are you guys? I mean, I'm. I'm coming here full of life. Went for a 10-mile run last night. Was dealing with my kids this morning, and I'm a ball of energy, so don't really see where you're coming from. Uh, Doing well, doing well, man. The Benny stuff, a lot of different emotions getting pulled different ways. It's, it's, It's an interesting one on the baseball spectrum, and it's, man, how quickly things can change in this weird sport. One day you're 
you know, going to be a super utility weapon the next day you're podcasting on the top baseball podcast in the world. So that's uh, that's how it goes. Hmm. You are Trev, and then you talked about Trev. What do you mean? Everything's going on. I like it. Trev, you've been using the Manscaped down there? I have. Let's see it. And 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 I will say this. I also uh, I got the package. There's some underwear in there. I enjoy their underwear. Mm. I don't know if they sell that or if that was like a special thing just for me. We didn't get any underwear. But I will buy the underwear. It comes in the box there. It's yeah. in the big pack. Let's all try it on one at a time. I've got them. They're comfy. I've got them from that old pack. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then if you wear them, that says Manscaped on them. And if you kind of like let that peek out a little bit, people know you mm. keep your shit clean. Ooh, I like that. That's a very like a badge. That's a very junior in high school trying to get some butt move. In case you're wondering what's going leaving on, even the there. manscape boxer showing. Yeah. Okay, I'll start doing that. All right. There was a three-way trade, like we said. It's kind of interesting, so I'll go slow with it. Andrew Benintendi, the Red Sox, goes to the Royals, and Boston is paying. $2.8 million of the $6.6 he makes in 2021. Now, he has another year attached to that that the Royals will be paying in full, I, I believe. Uh, so the Royals are going to get Benny for two years. The Red Sox, in return, get outfield prospect Franchi Cordero, who's like the same age as Benintendi and has the same amount of service time left, still only getting Franchi for like 2021 and 2022 he's just much cheaper because he hasn't really panned out and gotten any money in arbitration or anything yet uh then the Mets kind of got involved in this trade in like a three-way prospect swap where the Mets are gonna get Josh Winkowski is how you say it Winchowski Kowski oh yeah um I don't think there's no H in there so I'm gonna go with Winkowski Winkowski um the the Red Sox get him from the Mets, sorry, and the the Mets are getting outfield prospect Khalil Lee from the Royals. So, yeah, I don't know. I It's confusing. A lot of moving parts. It's a lot of moving parts, and there's like five players to be named later, and we have no idea what the players PTNBL, PTNBL, BNL. We have no idea what caliber these players are going to be, but basically because there was no minor leagues last year and because there's only five rounds of the draft, no one knows how to evaluate prospects. So we're seeing a lot of player to be named later deals in these trades. So there's a lot of moving parts here. I've Jake, do you have a, or no one, this doesn't change anything. Ooh. So it's hard for me to like really go deep and dissect it when I don't think you're a World Series or bust guy. It changes some things. The Royals' new ownership is winning over Royals fans. I I like what they're doing. This changes the Royals' ceiling from maybe they can be fourth in the division and now maybe they can be third if they have like the best year they can have. And that's kind of the difference here for me. I mean, I I think, A, in Royals land, it's kind of a big... There's a world where the Royals can compete with the Indians this year, which who knows what that means, who knows what the playoffs looks like, who knows how much that really matters. They would still need a lot to go right. There's a lot of young guys. The Royals lineup, 
is kind of fun. And if you yeah. compare that to the Cleveland lineup, uh, the Royals win there. They might win bullpen too, but Cleveland is built on starting pitchers. Enough about Cleveland. We can't even talk about their mascot. Uh, Kansas City, hey, you're excited. Uh, in this, we've been talking so much about owners and teams not making moves. Kansas City has been active. I mean, you added. Carlos Santana, you're adding Andrew Benintendi. We'll see what both of them got in the tank. Uh, that lineup, one through seven, is actually a pretty decent baseball lineup. You'd, you'd like to see another bopper in there. But um, Merrifield, Mondesi, uh, Salvi Perez, Santana, Soler, Benny, and Hunter Dozier ain't a bad ball player. So they've got a lot of young pitchers. I don't know what it means for Kansas City. I hope it means it's a step for them in a positive direction. And maybe we can be talking more about Kansas City 2022 uh, I don't think the World Series shifted in this trade um, And yeah, if you're a Fenway analytics guy You're going to be excited because a lot of the geeks love Franchi Cordero He can hit the ball as hard as anybody in Major League Baseball But he hasn't done it uh, for a season or an extended period of time So that's what they're going for And I think the Khalil Lee side of this is the Mets uh, we talked about this in some of their previous trades, but I think Khalil Lee is close to the majors. If they need to call up a guy this year, he could be that guy. So uh, I think that's all the moving parts. Can't comment on the players to be named later. Literally don't know who they are. We'll know later. Oh. About those players to be named later. Huge. That's that's the gist of it. You basically covered everything right there. Hot. Jakey. Uh, Franchi is an interesting piece for me. Everyone talks about how hard he hits the ball. Has it translated into game pop yet? Like, I don't know. Like, he's never really hit, like, slugged in the big leagues. Like, I know he can hit the ball hard, but he hasn't done it consistently enough. I mean, he's only had 284 uh, at-bats in the big leagues. And I don't think we can call him a prospect anymore. 26 Mm -hmm. years old, you're not a prospect anymore. It's time to – you got to go. Put up or shut up. We used to tell Kyle Gibson that all the time. Like, Gibby, you're 27 years old. Not a prospect anymore. I don't know why they keep referring to you as a prospect. But uh, so they, the high ceiling, low floor kind of guy for the Red Sox. Uh, we'll talk about Khalil Lee a little bit. I went and watched some of his swings from the minor leagues. He kind of looks like he takes a rip, but he's 5'10", 170. So maybe he fills out a little bit and can add some pop but he's got speed he's still 50 something bags in 2019 mm-hmm. um so definitely another high ceiling type of guy i think the mets you know that's that's a that's a good kind of player for them to have in the organization create some depth for you um but you know this one is interesting with the royals taking on benintendi like you said jake i like their lineup right now it's kind of like a fun lineup is it a bunch of boppers who you're totally scared of no but I could see this lineup getting hot and stringing together some wins. And the Royals know how to build teams quickly. They did. I saw it firsthand. They were the bottom of the barrel, and then boom, World Series appearance, World Series championship. I don't know if that's in the cards in the next couple of years, but they, I like what they're doing. I like Santana. They added some on-base percentage with some of these guys. Like it, it is a good lineup, but I, it's only two years of Benny, so... Yeah, that's where I'm, I'm confused. I don't, I, don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't really understand like what the process is here. But like, this I think isn't the, a window. They're like hitting a window now. I think it's new ownership that just took over that they're trying to get fans on their side and and rally. And I, I I'm not knock. I don't. I like it. I appreciate it. Make your yeah. team as best you can within the parameters you can. I just 
if Danny had like five years or four years, and like, well, I, he's gonna be. I think I don't. I don't know. I I think they're getting someone in the Kansas City front office likes Benny. It was I I went into the numbers the other day, and hey, we talk about how fast baseball changes. You know, that year and a half, two years, baseball can change almost quicker than any sport. Um, you know, I talked about it with the Colorado Rockies, how quickly they went from. You know, back-to-back playoffs and leading the wild card to absolute dumpster fire. Benny, man, they win it in 2018. That outfield, he's going to be a problem for a decade. He was even having a good 2019 up until September, and then he kind of finishes his year horribly. He comes into 2020. Peter Gammons is tweeting out some of the weird basketball-shaped stuff. What's he's looking like? He gets hurt. He doesn't hit a thing. He's basically had a bad 50 games Coming off of being Andrew Benintendi, you know, kind of the, you know, eight eight hundreds OPS, solid defense in left field. How far we've come since there is wild to see, especially when you look at it's actually just fifty games. So hey, maybe the Royals saw something. Maybe they just thought the value was so low, and maybe you know they had Franchi in in house, this guy that a lot of people in love. He's going to his third team now. So this goes into Jimmy's theory of the how much do you really love him if you're being traded this many times and you've made appearances in four big league seasons but you really haven't done anything? Hey, maybe Franchi hasn't gotten the opportunity and this is the one and it figures out. Um, But I I don't know. I don't know why he hasn't gotten more run until now. I don't think either team Trying to not be go. like just be a poo pooer. I think one thing the Red Sox don't care how Franchi performs in 2021, 2022. I don't think they care. They just got a cheaper roster spot than Benny, and they're they have a rebuild in mind. Yeah, the Royals. They also got more years on Franchi than Benny. How many? How many? He's he doesn't hit free agency till 2024. Oh, okay. So I had so there wrong. is some years. There. So then that makes sense for the Red Sox. There's a play there. I don't get the Royals. Getting Benny for just two years It doesn't make sense like You're buying low but he's going to be out of there By the time you have a chance well, at the division You, I mean look Where he's at right now If say he comes into camp And they like the way he looks They like his attitude They like the way he fits with the team What's to say they don't say hey Benny Let's give you two more years And they can do it cheap right now What if yeah, they say what we he's want got this first. guy for four years Let's go do it I think Benny will be open to it Right now, if so, someone was to sign him something, yeah. he'd sign anything. That's what I'm saying. So maybe they have that idea in mind, like, hey, look, if we like this guy, we can go extend him for a couple years, get four years out of him for pretty damn cheap. I mean, he's making, what, five and five or something like that these next two years? I, think it, I thought it was six and eight. Six and eight, but six the Red eight. Sox are picking up a chunk of the tab this, this year. year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I just to me, it's, it's a really a buy-low situation, and if you like him, you can – continue to buy low and, and extend them if you like them. Like I said, they're they're used to having a guy out in left field. Alex Gordon. They went maybe they want to stabilize the outfield. I don't know, man. I'm trying to make sense of it. It's an interesting trade. I always love how I'm always wonder how do the three way deals come about? Ooh. Like how does that happen? Hey, we got this guy, you got this guy, the other team's got this guy. Can we get on a conference call? Was there a three way conference call? Was it Zoom? Was it just FaceTime? I don't know. Yeah, like, the, Red, the Red Sox just like hear that they were making a trade and be like, actually, mind if we sneak something in here? And everyone, mm-hmm. and they were like, wait, what? Royals called up the Red Sox and were like, do you hear the Mets want to be part of this? 
are like, yeah. Who proposed the three-way? Who was yeah. like, hey, let's have a three-way? I think, you know, when you're kind of younger, if you've got two sides that are into it and, you you know, you've each talked about it and there's a third side that you're kind of thinking about working no. in and everyone's... You just That's not it how it works, Jake. One Give of them, me. you know, you don't ever want to talk to them again. Like, okay. You know, like, hey... We're cool. It's the ender. Let's end the relationship okay. on a bang with this third person because wow. obviously no one recovers and stays friends. Guys, I think we need to take a step back into the royals um, yeah. and the royal family and how they threesome. No, I think we need to appreciate I more. I mean, that's all. Oh, yeah, it's all in that's, there. I mean, uh, like Hollywood's one big orgy. Check out the royal family. The Royals have made moves this postseason. I'd love to. I think we need to kind of appreciate. They brought Greg Holland back. Uh, they brought in who is it? Mike Miner. They brought in Carlos Santana. They now bring Ben Intendi. Like the Royals are making moves. Eric Stone Street. Let's get him on the damn show. Let's get him on here. I've got a lot of cam for Modern Family and me. Three sums. Um, you know, can Clown. Adalberto Mondesi make a little bit of a leap? Uh, Jorge Soler is a monster. Like, let's say, how about this? They fix Benny, and we go Whit Merrifield, Benny, Carlos Santana, Jorge Soler, Salvi Perez. There's a lineup there. So I don't know. The World Series trophy seems safe. If this. Kansas City team can start winning games. Like, this is what we want teams to do, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I'm glad you brought that up. We yeah. want them to be doing stuff like this. Right. You don't want them to be like the Red Sox, a huge market, and just selling your assets. It's true. I wonder if any of these guys are going to get traded. So there's a free agent. Well, we'll do that when we do the Royals uh, team profile and projection. We'll take a Add. deeper dive into all of that. This trade happened, and now you know about it. Um I have a lot of bitterness, and I'll uh, like do Yankee bias warning, Trev. I have a lot of bitterness about Benintendi because Red Sox fans t- will will straight up tell you Brett Gardner sucks, and then they'll tell you Benny's awesome, and they're the same fucking player, and their numbers have been the same for the last three well, ben, years. No, Brett, no, Brett Gardner's a better player than Benintendi. Yeah, yeah, if that. I mean, I was trying to be a little humble there, and like that's an annoying thing that I've dealt with for three years where they're like, Brett Gardner sucks, and I'm like, but you think Benintendi's good. And they're the same guy. Because he's good looking, bro. That's the difference. You're about to run into a wall. Yeah, we'll pass. Brett Gardner. I I split the gap. No, Jimmy's on a Benny's not hot. Relax, I think I think well, Benny is hotter than Brett Gardner. Oh, well, sure. obviously, Trev. Benny well, well, so that actually, makes a difference. Brett Gardner's actually, yeah. got a like a cult hot daddy following. Benny, me and Bieber talked about this a little bit. I, I think Benny has good pictures and bad pictures. It's something with the teeth there, but his his hot is pretty hot. Uh, ben Intendi looks like a 10-year-old that got <laughs> blown up to be an adult. So if you're calling him hot, I think you're weird. That's <laughs> my, and, and, and I was trying not to talk. Trav. He doesn't look like a 10-year-old, okay? Like some pictures he kind of does. <laughs> <laughs> Your twisted mind, I guess he does. But look, I think that's why he gets that rap. You know, he's a young, kind of good-looking dude. Gardner's yeah, like a it. grinder, like bald. They're the same guy. Their slash lines looking. are like always the same. Maybe it's Brett's, just the Brett's, hair. I don't know Brett's what better it is. at defense. He's always more valuable. Whatever. So that's where I Brett get Gardner's like. Gardner's a 43-career war guy. That's huge. I think a lot of this is stemming from going back to 2018 when Ben Benintendi was 23 they just won the World Series. He was on. Benny was on 
a pretty special trajectory. And I also think the other side of that argument is that Brett Gardner wasn't supposed to be on a special trajectory, <laughs> and he ended up on a really nice career trajectory. So um, I don't know. I think that was we were discussing with some of our Boston friends a few years ago. I think they've also made the turn on Benny. Um, but you know, there there was. His age 23 season, he had a 123 OPS plus, 290, 366, playing good defense. Um, like, you know, we're almost saying, like, the book is written on Benny. He's 26 years old, and he had 50 bad games. Like, I think that's what the Royals are betting on here. Yeah. Yeah, I just, you know, you're right. I, it's it's a great move by the Not great move, but it's a good move by the Royals, and we want to see this Taking happen. a chance. And amongst all the other moves the Royals have made. And it's not uh, a high-risk chance. We're no. not saying that the Royals got rid of their top prospect because they think Benny's going to figure it out. Like, no, they got rid of a, kind of a, a more enigmatic guy in Franchi Cordero, who I'm really hoping the Red Sox don't have the key to his success because a lot of smart people I like are interested in I was him. talking to a Red Sox fan today that has been a little out of the loop. They're not diehard. Uh, they don't follow every second. And I was reminding him, like, team's pretty good still. Not pretty good. Like, it's so different. You don't have J- uh, JBJ. You don't have Benning. You don't have Mookie. And that was the three Bs in the outfield. And that was a ton of fun. But uh, the infield, I mean, you still got Vasquez. You guys like him. You got Devers. You got Bogarts. You brought in Kike at second. I like that. It's fun. Dahlback, do they still have faith in him? Prospect. We'll Prospect. See. And then Verdugo's good. But then you got Renfro and now Franchi in the outfield. So the outfield's a little lackluster. They did bring in um, Garrett Richards. They're taking a chance on him. And they brought Perez back, and they're hoping sale. So, like, there is hope that this team can be fun, the Red Sox. But I just think that the ownership and the GM, they don't fully care. Kind of said this a couple weeks ago. They're in a a decent spot where it's like they have enough where if they make a a run, it's like the Red Sox making a run is possible. But if they don't, I think the fan base and everyone is like, yeah, well, it's okay. We're reloading. Should we give the front office some time, Trev? I don't know. Honestly, yeah, I guess. Okay. You know, we've we've said it before. I love Haim. I The moves don't make sense to me yet. How about that? Well. But that doesn't mean they're not making sense. It just don't make sense to me. Jim, let me, let me butter knife before you push yep. me up. Andrew Benintendi. It's August 16th, 2019. You're coming off the World Series. You're a hot 10-year-old. August 16th, he's hitting 290, 363, 839. And this is after the World Series, after Benny's been good. He finishes that season 29 games, uh, hits 151, a 465 OPS. He follows that up with last season where he only plays... 14 games and hits 103 and his whole kind of career trajectory has changed. It's pretty wild. It'll happen. Want to get cushed up? I think Benny's got to get cushed up. I need to get cushed up. Well, 2020 was a rough year for the Red Sox, Trev. Mm. And 2021 starting out just as wild for them. They lose Mookie. Now they're losing Benny. Spring training hasn't even started yet. The world's crazier than ever. And our friends at Cushy Dreams can help. Cushy Dreams specializes in high-quality, smokable CBD. And CBD has been shown to help with anxiety, depression, even pain relief, fighting inflammation, and more. I would use it for anxiety and I'm not sure if I have any inflammation right now. Maybe pain relief. 
Depression? I've been good on that lately. Anxiety's never-ending. Cushy Dreams Extraordinary CBD Wrench Hemp Flower comes in one-eighth ounce cans and pre-rolled joints. It is cannabis that ships discreetly to you and discreetly to all 50 states. They offer specific indica and sativa that strain... They offer specific indica and sativa strains that, the, that deliver desired effects. Relax, create, hustle, peace, energy, and dream. I think we, I'm going to cush up today. You are? Back-to-back days? I think I'm going to... I think I'm going to energy drink and cushy dreams and hope that I find a, a nice floating spot. Okay. Someone in my household smoked a pre-rolled joint last night. <laughs> and you know what's They felt great after. Someone what in your does. household? Yeah, it wasn't me. But I smoked these in the back alley once. MacDougal? Uh, dude, MacDougal. Maybe MacDougal got into the CBD uh, nugs or whatever because my, my dog MacDougal has been the most behaved. I like that. He's ever been. I think he's That's, sick. Like I'm like Katie. If he does oh, one more yeah. day like this, I think he's sick. Because he's just <laughs> That's all there is at the pet store now is CBD stuff. So maybe he's found it, found your stash, and just been getting into it. I tried to little, give little some nuggy here and there. Yeah, I tried to give some of that to my grandma's dog. Uh, because <clears throat> my grandma's dog Georgie was. The devil. She sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing could f- throw me into a fit of rage than having to walk Georgie. Like an instant bad time. If like my, if someone asked someone in my family, can you take Georgie for a walk? It was like, hey, you want to go get really mad for, t- for 20 minutes? Come back fuming? Need another 20 minutes to sit down and unwind? That was the Georgie walking experience. Mm. Georgie needed some cushy. Georgie needed a lot, a lot of cushy, cushy. And if you use promo code baseball, baseball, you can get cushy. And again, I recommend this if you've smoked weed or if you've never smoked weed. It's not even weed. It's just CBD. It's not even right? THC. So K-U-S-H-Y dreams.com. Promo code baseball for 20% off your next order. And you get free shipping on orders over $20. Smoke CBD with promo code baseball for 20% off Today we got a bunch of other moves here that they they happen, so we'll talk about them. My dude David Phelps goes to the Blue Jays, so I'm happy for him. Do we have any idea what? The, I'm guessing it's like a one year five mil, one year three, one year six. Do we know? Chock full of nuts. One point seven five. You can earn another seven fifty k in the incentives. That sucks. It's really cheap. Your boy, David Phelps. Yankees should have got him. David Phelps had a good year last year. Not when he went to the Phillies to fix their bullpen. Yeah, but, I mean, he but put on a was Phillies, cursed. He was put on a Phillies uniform. Now, you can't judge him for what he did over there. Bullpen was cursed. You know Phelpsy, Trev? You guys ever link up? No, I don't. Not in your I, book? I don't. You walked against him once. 0 for 6 beyond I- that. Oh. Oh, for six, huh? That's Dude. why I don't remember him. I don't think about that shit. <laughs> That's over. Phelps' yeah. career last year. Talk about the Phillies bullpen curse. He started the year with Milwaukee. Gross. Um, hold on, let me let me pull this up so I have it correctly. Started the year with Milwaukee, and he was pretty good. He pitched in twelve games, and three of them he gave up a run. Uh, like some, it didn't matter. Two, two where he lost it. He goes to the Phillies, and it's just bad news. City, 
13 innings, 20 punchies in Milwaukee, kind of lights out. 7.2 innings with the Phils, <laughs> gives up 11 earned runs. That bullpen was cursed, though. Almost oh, doesn't count. Or is this, is this the NL Central experience? Oh, you're going there on Phelpsy. Your guy. You just said you wanted him on the Yanks. Maybe. You can't go there. Maybe, uh, maybe he was a okay. product of the NL Central. We had all the... All the Cy Young people coming from the Central and before the playoffs, they're like, we all had to pitch all this, and then the Central sucked. David Phelps. I think the Central really did suck yesterday, or last year, yesteryear. And yesteryear. We kind of start using yestermonth and yesterweek. Mm. Splat. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Why? I just think if I start splatting, you'll start splatting. That's what we want, isn't it? Splat. What else is going? Yeah, Phelps. I don't know. A lot of moxie. A lot of moxie goes to the Blue Jays. John likes some moxie. Jake Marisnik, um, not high on my Jake book. You actually think he's personally bringing the Jakes down? He's trying to fight back for the Jakes. Um, but yeah, man, I uh, I've got beef with Marisnik just because his best hitting numbers ever were home in Houston, twenty seventeen, which makes me think he actually hit last year at sixteen games though. So I don't know, man. Keep getting paid, keep getting the Jakes paid, Marisnik, and catch fly balls in center because that is what you are good at. How many hits did he get last year? Uh, eleven and thirty three at bats. <laughs> so he hit three thirty three. So he's a stud. Six 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 career OPS. Devilish, Trev. Oh, that's devilish. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> okay. Did you have anything on Phelps, Trev? You got booted from the booted. the internet there when we were talking about yeah, Phelps. This, this connection's no good for me today. I don't know what's going on. What's going? Uh, I don't on? have anything on Phelps. I don't have anything on Riznik. I don't really have anything on on most of this. The rest <laughs> of stuff we have. But I'll I'll find it, man. I'll find it within me. To no, the rest of the takes. stuff is is really just like things you gotta say. Duvall's the best player that came off the board, and Jim, you'll like because he kind of has a fun contract. You're my contract guy. Oh, I do like contracts. Someone in the live chat, uh, you on the Bauer episode when you Bauer. were moving, I was telling, I said, you know, I like con- I changing. Like, you were changing apartments. I like interesting contracts. And someone in the the YouTube live chat just said like. Why would you like that? Yeah. <laughs> it made me laugh, but I do. I'm very. I've. I. I'm openly admit like interesting contract deals is something I enjoy knowing about. It's true. So what's the Duval one? I haven't seen it. Adam Duval. He's one year, two mil. Okay. But there's a three million buyout, so essentially it could be one year, five million, or the next year is a seven million dollar contract. Isn't that pretty standard? I mean, like half. I mean, it's either. It's a big it's rare for the it's, buyout to be to see the numbers the that big is kind of weird. A three million dollar buyout. So it's two yeah. two million contract this year. Yeah, and then he's either going to make seven million to play with them next year, so nine mil total, or it's five mil to play this year. So he got one year seven mil guaranteed. One five. One five one guaranteed. Five guaranteed. The two year total could be nine. He's yeah. hit the past two years. 882 OPS the past two years. 26 we, homers we just, and 98 are, are we games. totally off the fish? 
I yeah, am. They made yes. the playoffs yeah. last year. Like, well, yeah, we're off. yeah, no, we're off. I fish. still, I, I'm now wanting the Nats to sign Justin Turner so they can help Soto. So it's just a big sh- bleep bleep. You saw the the Pakota rankings. Another one came Who? out today. They they're just they're mind boggling. All of them have the Braves finishing in fourth or something like that. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle. Yankees winning almost a hundred games. Abe Vigoda. I don't know. Kyle, who runs all the socials for Talking Jakes, Talking Baseball, Jumbo Media. He was asking about them. He was very confused. Like, why did? What are these? They don't really make. Like, is this guy good? And it's it's. What is it? Perspect baseball prospectus. Like it's supposed to be like very real. Max, who's now the researcher, hit me up on Slack. Haven't responded yet, and he was like, "Should I use these for the over unders for TPPs?" And I didn't respond. But I'm just like, "No," because I think they're all bad. They're crazy what they've done to the Cardinals, the Braves, and no offense, the Yankees, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I haven't looked at them. So what? Do they, what do they have? The Yankees? 97, 97 wins for the Yankees. That's a lot. What? It's not, man. That's not a lot. I can't. I for, I forgot who I'm talking to. Never mind. Just just focus on the fact that they have the Braves finishing uh, close to five hundred and in, in third in the division, and then the I think they have the Cardinals under five hundred in their division, or at least close to it. So this it's a strange, strange thing. Yeah, I mean the Yankees won a hundred games and then a hundred and three games, and and they didn't have Cole then, like or or DJ. That division's not getting better either. The Rays, the whole AL except the White Sox. Yeah, the whole AL sucks. So well, I don't think that one's bad. Well, here, okay, you want to talk the White Sox? They have them finishing, I think, third in the division. I know, I okay. saw that. Then I don't like the Abe Vigoda ratings. Yeah, well, well, except when it's the Yankees. They they well, do super they, accurate for the Yankees, but they I really do have that. they do have the NL East like beating each other up because when I heard they had the Braves at um, eighty two wins, I was like, do they have everyone in the NL just at eighty NL East just at eighty? But they have the Mets at ninety five, and then the and then they have like the the Nats at eighty five, Philly at eighty three. So be a mess. It could be a mess like that. I don't think the Mets are winning 95 games. If that's the over-under, I'm going to take the under. Yeah, if that's, oh. I would take the under, too, there. Check team profile and projections for that, except for the bad teams because they weren't out yet for a couple of them. They have Pittsburgh winning uh, 61 games. Ooh. All on the Cole Tucker with a 61 mm. war. So they only have... 101 losses? They only have two... They only have two teams losing a hundred games. When half the half the league doesn't care about winning. Well, you researched this the other day, right? It was you or Trev that looked. Trev was blown away that we had that. Trev was blown away that we had more people, more teams losing a hundred, and then he looked it up and he was like, "Oh, I guess a lot of teams lose a hundred games recent nowadays." Well, in their two years in the past ten, where no teams lost a hundred or something. But it was like in twenty nineteen, it was like four. That wasn't exactly what I said there, Jim. You're 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 putting words I'm out there. There was like four teams like last in two thousand nineteen that didn't. I thought that was a lot. And then as we went back, it's more like one to two teams per year do it. And then there was two thousand sixteen or seventeen where no teams did it. So it's uh, that's a, it's a, like I said, it's a lot of games to lose. You got to be big bad to lose a Hundy spot. It's happening though. More than ever. Yeah. Ask me if I talked to Cole Tucker already today. I did. Don't even ask. How's me. he doing? 
doing great. Putting the work, going out to win that shortstop job. Very committed to that. Love that. What else do we have on this list? Do you have it in front of you? I got the list. Jake McGee, two years, seven mil with the Giants. Our Giants are always going for it. Jake McGee, Jim, you'll actually like this. Uh, he's got one of the best. Um, what's the charts page? Not Fangraphs. Savant. Savant. He's got one of the best baseball savants. You'll you'll see. It's either ninety five percent best or it's five percent worst. Um, he throws one pitch. He got hit by right. a truck. <laughs> he throws one pitch. He throws a fastball, and that's it. So good. If you're gonna throw Hard one, to hit. if you're gonna throw one, that's the one you want. Yeah, I mean, look, he comes right at you. I faced him, uh, I don't know how many times, but fastball, I think he does have a curveball, but he throws it like 10% of the time or something like that. So you just like, you have to hit the heater, and it's tough. Throw but always the lefties to throw hard. They'll stick around, man. Me and Jake McGee. Jed Lowry. Jed Lowry, minor league. Back He's to the been bay. Missing. Um, Brandon Kinsler goes to the Phillies, which he was the closer for the Fish last year. Been good the last two seasons. Trev, don't you have beef with Kinsler? I don't know if it's beef. I don't love his personality or what he kind of like brings to the clubhouse. Could have changed, man. That's just yeah. my experience with him. He's like a. But they also got. Didn't you say he's like a bulldog, what? no respect kind of guy? Like. Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, he's got this huge. You no, know, he's got a huge chip on his shoulder. Like, a, it's too big of a chip for okay. his, his shoulder. Like, he doesn't need to have the chip, but he like likes to have the chip. If you, he's one of those guys, if you know what I mean. Okay. But they also signed Matt Joyce, who's like the exact opposite. He's just like the best. Mm. So they kind of cancel each other. I actually texted Matt. Yeah, he was uh he was in that Super Bowl parade with the Bucks yesterday, holding the Lombardi Trophy, just living his damn life. And I said, hey, I love the signing for you. I love it. So I don't know if he's got a chance to make the squad or not, but I love him. So go, Matt. Huge. Man, there's nothing else. You want to talk about the balls? Balls. Well, what about Braun? Trev, do you have an update on us on your friend Ryan Braun? According to an article, it says that uh, Braun is uninterested in playing baseball. He thinks the sport blows. His friend Trevor's <laughs> kind of soft. Uh, no, look, he, yeah, he, he told me this morning. I talked to him this morning as well. He's just he's enjoying being home. He didn't like the COVID season last year. He's thinking it's probably going to be the same this year. He's got a newborn baby, three kids total. I think he's looking forward to just kind of being home, being a dad. With that being said, he'll continue to work out. He's eyeing possibly playing with team Israel in the Olympics this year. And he's got to kind of do some things to get on that team. But if he does, you know, figure it out, I think he'll go play there in Tokyo. And if he feels good, then he'll reevaluate his situation and maybe be like a midseason acquisition for a team that's looking to add a bat. That's cool. He's kind of look, he can do whatever he wants now. He's, really rich and he's played a long time so he can kind of pick and choose what he wants to do who would so be on the it. israel baseball team from uh, mlb 
So it's a lot of interesting names. Um, Danny Valencia, old name. Um, Ian Kinsler is looking to play. John Moscott, another one of my buddies who uh, pitched briefly for the Reds. Um, there's more. I, I, I'm kind of going to go blank here, but they actually have a pretty good squad. I guess it's not active players. Active players, you can you can grab a couple more. Bregman. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't think any active, like, big leaguers will be playing in the Olympics. Max Freed? Um, Why does he go play? Because he's in the big leagues. What if, like, Team Israel recruited every Jewish player to retire one year early just so they could dominate the Olympics? Paid out big money. It's a way. Doesn't our dude? Uh, doesn't our dude from the the <laughs> Yes Network, that? Montefort, doing more? Isn't he the coach mm. of the Israel team? Oh, yeah. What was his name? Uh, Eric Holtz. Eric Holtz. Yeah. Very very good story. You should look him up, Trev. Eric Holtz. Uh, I would want if I was Jewish, I would one hundred percent go play. Like go to Tokyo, hang out, do convert. it. Convert, change, yeah. Convert. What do you mean? Convert right now. I, I've already converted. Go to the promised land life. and declare no, yourself right. Jewish. BBD will as BBD will be your uh, like. He'll get credit for referring you. Can he pass you on? Yeah. Yeah. Like he'll I get would. A, I, I went from Catholic to Egyptian Orthodox already, so might as well just throw Judaism in. What's there Egyptian as well. Orthodox all about? They like being nice to people. Yeah, it's very old school Christianity. Very old school. That like sit it's not a ringing. Men on one side of the church, women on the other side of the church. <laughs> Except when I go there, we all sit together. I'm the like the odd guy. Everyone's kind of like looking at me. And then I go take communion and we there's it's it's cool. It's it's very You take communion, you like that? Traditional. Dude, so in this we're, we're talking religion now, whatever. Yeah. I'm used to the little, the little wafers, you know. Yeah. I had the yeah. wafers my whole life, and then this is like bread. Yeah, well, I don't know why, because the priests have to eat all the wafers that don't get eaten. So after mass, if they blessed a bunch of wafers, and then they're not going to throw out the blessed wafers, so the priests have to finish it all. So they changed it to bread because they're like, this shit tastes terrible. Just well, I wonder what Father Bob and Father can't... Joe scarfing down wafers in the back, just being like, I wish more people showed up to mass today. <laughs> I'm serious. You can't co you can't COVID communion now. You can't no, be no, no. sharing the wine glass. You my my that. nana used to crush communion, man. Mm. She's old, so she'd just sit there. They wouldn't even like she didn't do the hands or nothing. She'd just go like this. Mm. Stick her tongue out and they'd put it like a little tab of acid on her tongue. Yeah. Yeah, we used to do it oh, for if you know, that's grade communion, school going to mass. Done communion. You'd, They'd be giving you real wine. You're six years old. What's up with that? Yeah, germ fest. Come on, kids got to learn Everyone's somehow. Sipping out of the same what was it a chalice? Yeah, yeah. You know, you just sip the blood of Jesus Christ out of a chalice. Well, he'd wipe it. Trev, so I don't know. I don't know if you've realized off. this. You've walked into another one of Jimmy's wheelhouses with religion and history of religion. I took a history. Oh, of, I took a bunch of history of religion courses in college, and then I I got A pluses in all of them because I'm obviously fascinated in it. Um, and then I asked my professor if he could give me a, a reference because I was transferring colleges. And he said, I didn't think there was any way you would pass my class. I thought you were too much of a playboy. I don't think I'd be able to write a nice reference for you. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. I was like the most engaged kid in your damn class. And I got an a, you gave me an A+. Plus. You can't. He said you were a playboy? That's kind of cool. He said he man. thought me too much of a playboy 
that I would to ever pass his class. Young Jimmy had a little playboy in him. Did you say thanks? Yeah, that was back when people used to say I was attractive and stuff. Uh, no, I was oh, like, like, fuck Jack you, Efron. dude. I got to go. Ish. I didn't get an A plus in any of my classes. <laughs> it's because I'm actively very interested in religion while also I think it's the dumbest <laughs> thing in the entire world. Yeah. So a lot of people that are as interested balance. in me aren't yeah. coming from my angle. Yeah. It's like, let me yeah, tell me, did, tell uh, me some more dumb stuff you guys do. That's like how, how I, yeah. What's up? Teach. We, yeah. Some, some of the teachers did, uh, don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> I went to a Catholic high school, Catholic school my entire life. Yeah. We I went to a Holy history, family history of the Catholic church in, in high school. Mm-hmm. And you have no idea how many people got turned off of the Catholic church after taking a class on the history of the Catholic yeah. church. Hold I up. Mean, you got to glance over the crusades a little bit. Can you tell us again what that was about? It's not good. My my <laughs> my school is the Crusaders. <laughs> it's like <laughs> such a fucking dark part of history, and we're just my mascot so as, an, as an eight year old. I'm a I'm a Crusader. Just <laughs> Crusades were tough. Selling indulgences. That's that was also bad. Uh, yeah. Bad All right. Uh, yeah. So so Braun might come back. He might play for Team Israel. No, and I really like Kinsler's fit in that Phillies Phillies pen. Yeah. And then, and then the big news is they're deading the balls. Which didn't you throw some science at me? Trev, no, Trev was hot on this because we love Eno, and Trev was doing some five percent, and you were having some troubles digging into that. But tell us about your your dead balls. Doctor Meredith is very much into it. We might need to have her back on. She's we've been talking to the DMs a little bit about it. Um, I think we have Dr. Meredith Wills on and Dale Scott, and we all mute ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be a power couple right there. But essentially, what her point is, she did an article with uh, Sports Illustrated. So we have Eno's article, then we have uh, Meredith's article. And in her, she's basically saying, like, look, they admitted to changing the balls and messing with the balls. And it should be a bigger story. But But look, I care about it, but nobody else seems to care. I'm in favor of deading the balls and and going back to not just home run or bust baseball. Okay, then if we deaden the balls, we have to outlaw the shift. Uh, that's my new that's my new mm. stance is I do not like the shift anymore. Uh one or the other, sure. I don't care. Uh, I, I'm interested to see. I, I think a lot of the home runs when a guy hits a home run and it really didn't feel like a home run, like some we saw, there's one that there's Todd Frazier's in the playoffs at Yankee Stadium. Oh yeah, and then there's there's like a Devers Oppo shot I remember because yeah. I remember all the like a bunch of pitchers on Twitter were quote tweeting it like that's not a home run. Like what the fuck is that? And there's a as bunch of others as they're pine tarring the shit out of their fingers. Pitchers can go take a hike. Yeah, I, I don't want to lean too heavy into Team Trev. Uh, I forget. It might have been Garver or someone, some player active on Twitter was just like, I think it was Garver, and they were talking about players' batting averages or something. And Garver was like, "Well, guess what? We haven't like done. We haven't moved the mound back, and guys are throwing 15 miles per hour harder. Like the the sport has changed. Like we, I I don't know. I think we gotta. And I I know the pitchers run hot on this because that's part of their job, but like. We got to change something. When we watched all those old games, it is hard to make contact with the baseball right now. It's the hardest thing to do in sports, and it's only getting harder. So, like, we need to – if we got a dead in the ball, move the mound back a foot. Who cares? 
No, well, we're not. Actually, so we're, we're not moving the mound back. Well, whatever. Back. All of us are in agreement that we'd like we'd like baseball to get away from the three true outcomes. So, so that's good. I love that you just said that because our guy Ian Happ, mm-hmm. ha, he was on uh, MLB Network Radio. They're doing the Players Week, whatever, and he had a great explanation for like why the game has done that. And it was he's saying it's the shift causes that. Okay, he said, if I come up, I'm a left-handed hitter. If I come up with a runner on first base, the first baseman's holding the runner on. He says the third baseman is going to be in the three-hole. The second baseman is going to be playing shallow right field, and the shortstop's going to be up the middle. He goes, if I hit the ball on the ground, I'm out. It's going to be a double play. So my only choice now is to hit the ball over them, and that's going to cause me to swing and miss more. And he goes, and even, guess what? Because if I hit a ball on the ground, that severely hurts our run production percentage. He says, it's better if I strike out on three pitches than hit the ball on the ground. So, of course, I'm going to try to hit the ball in the air because I can't. There's nothing else I can do. So, with all the analytics that have come in the game and they've, you know, they everybody utilizes the shift now, it's changed the way people have to swing and have to play baseball to be productive. They're also telling you, this is the percentage of uh, run production. Uh, this helps it this much. This takes it away this much. So by implementing the shifts, they're causing hitters to react a certain way. They're telling hitters to react a certain way. And then they're complaining about the three true outcomes. It's, it all stems from the shift and how they evaluate players. I agree a little bit. I, I do think, I mean, a part of that, like there's no hitting coaches saying hit the ball on the ground right now. Like even – even sans the shift, they're saying hit it up in the air. Um, like, they're not even saying hitting line drives. Like, hit it up in the air. Um, the tweet I was referencing from Garver before uh, was when they were talking about deadening the balls, and he said, Garver said, good, let's move the mound to 55 feet. It's not like pitchers have gotten any better in the last 100 years. <laughs> and I know it's a joke, but it is kind of something that's funny that's like, so wait, the mound's the same distance, and guys throw significantly harder. Mm. What happened? You had your ring in your mouth. I do that sometimes. That's your. That's weird. Is that your new thing? I put it everywhere. My Man, new thing manscaped. is I don't like the shift. I'm over the shift. Trev, who else didn't didn't Bob Costas come on and say he hates the shift? So Trev, you are I'm, now joining. No. You are now joining an elite group of people: Don Mattingly, Theo Epstein, Bob Costas, Jimmy O'Brien. I've been out on the shift for like a year. Shift sucks. It needs to get regulated. It's boring. It's it. It's and and exactly. Can I be the, with you guys on that? Are you announce yourself? Yeah. Um, the problem with the problem with it is is what Hap just said. Like everyone says, well, if you don't like it, just beat it. Well, the math and the brains tell you no. It's still better for me to swing for a, a double than uh than bunt and just go to first base because they'll take that. They'd rather me bunt. Want you, They'd rather yes. just bunt and go to first base. That's what they want me to do. So it's not even like, well, if you don't like the shift, hit past it. Well, no, the stats still say it's better for me to be one for four with a double than two for four with two two seeing-eye singles. So I don't like it. Yeah, and Bob's point was we have some really gifted athletes in the game, and you're gonna t- you're taking away – the opportunities to show off the athleticism. If you're trying to place people exactly where the ball is going to be hit, nobody wants to see a guy go like this. 
Yeah. Although like, at third base, those are fun. Running the gap and steal a freaking extra base hit, man. Yeah, third base, those are fun. But I agree. I agree, Trev. But I, I, I don't know how I would do it yet. I don't know if I'd do two on the left side, yeah. two on the right side, or just everyone's got to be on the dirt, no grass. I think I'd do that. I think I'd do that. Four on the dirt. I think I wouldn't even care if they combined it. But I do think that as as we try to like bring more fans into baseball uh, and make the product more entertaining, the more defensive plays are better. Web gems are always more exciting to watch than a reel of home runs. Home runs the most boring highlight yeah. in baseball. So let's bring back crazy athletic plays with the glove. I think that's the most. I think that's the best product baseball has to offer is defensive highlights. I I agree. I, I'm I've I've gotten came to this conclusion over the last week or so. Wow! Welcome here. Huge. Yeah. That's all we got. Got anything else, Jake? Yeah, I still I'm trying to figure out the outfield shift solution because I want center fielders tracking down balls in the gap. So maybe they gotta start start with one foot on the X. I don't know. It sounds like corny and weird. No. Also, how about this? Get rid of the sh- the sheets, dude. Like this, I'm I'm I feel like I'm starting to sound like an old you are has been guy, and I never wanted to sound like that. But I and I've had to do this too. I've done it in the show. My bad. I was in the show. I don't know if anybody knows that. Nobody does. Um, but like looking at the card. Come on, man. Like that's I don't like it. Kind of with you. Like, either memorize it or don't have it. I mean, we've... Learn where you need to stand. In a lot of ways, like, instincts are being thrown out for computers and and math. I really... I'm I'm feeling like the old school guy, like, nerds ruin the game. Baseball is the best game. Someone wrote an article that, you know, baseball's dying has been being said (laughs) since the 1940s. Like they went through yeah. all old baseball articles, and the narrative that baseball's dying has been said every decade. I think they went like way back. I think they went way back to, um, like the dead ball era when they changed it. They changed the ball, and you had to use white balls. I think like it's been. It was a good article. I wish you could find it and share it. But I thought that was funny. Like oh, so if we go ask my dad, like hey, when you were twenty, were they saying baseball was dying? He'd be like, yeah. Because it's been a narrative for over fifty years. Job baseball. I think they're gonna they're gonna have to figure out TV deals and all that stuff. I, I think they're gonna have to pivot because nobody watches cable TV anymore. I think they need to partner. They're gonna have to figure something out. Partner with young, up and coming, successful media conglomerates to try to grow the game to the market they didn't say existed. No, no, no. Instinct. You can't spell instinct without stink. (laughs) You can't (laughs) think. (laughs) Not a spelling pod. Yeah. No, it's not. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Power Rangers. Thanks. Good luck, Benny. Are you rooting for Benny to be good? Yeah, I would like if the the Royals could uh, be a... I don't think... I think the best case for the Royals and do this on their TPP is that they're just a thorn in their sides. Ah, like if if the if the Royals just play the Twins and the White Sox real hard, maybe they split the season series somewhere around five hundred. I think that would be awesome. Okay.
everybody. It's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss. The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.